Good afternoon, it's 12pm and that means it's time for the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. I'm Warren Thompson and uh, welcome to a rather cold, uh, welcome rather from a rather cold Johannesburg at the moment. Uh, Coming up on the show today, we are going to be discussing the Group 5 results with the CEO Temba Masai. Very tough year for uh, Group 5 thus far. And then uh, following that, we will be speaking to Devin Shute from the Robert Group to get our uh, analysis and commentary on what's been happening in the markets. Uh, so before we get going, just a reminder that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. MoneyWeb has a unique opportunity for financial advisors. Through our Click and Advisor offering, advisors can interact with a growing investor-based audience and attract new clients. To find out more, visit www.moneyweb.co.za. All right, you're back with the MoneyWeb at Midday Show today. Group 5 announced results uh, that saw group revenue decrease by 14.5% from 5.8 billion to 4.9 billion rand. Uh, and at the same time, uh, that had an impact on headline earnings per share, which weakened from a loss of three rand, te- uh, weakened from a loss of three rand ten cents per share in the first half of 2017, to a loss of seven rand eighty one cents in the first half of 2018. Fully diluted headline earnings per share, weakening from a loss of three three rand nine cents. Uh, to a loss of seven rand uh, eighty one, so it, uh, the same as uh, earnings per share there. But uh, just to talk me through the results is uh, Temba Masai. He's the CEO of Group Five, and he joins me now on the telephone. Good to talk to you today, Temba. Hi, Warren. Thanks for inviting us. Okay, a very challenging period uh, for the six months ending December twenty seventeen. Uh, just give us uh, perhaps your re- reaction, Temba, to uh, what transpired uh, during the period and where you really saw the difficulty. Yeah, yes, very, very, very difficult indeed. Um, uh, we did expect um, a, a very difficult period given the current uh, context in the South African space from a construction perspective. Um, but indeed, it was not uh, expected that it would be this difficult. I think the main issue that we experienced was this uh, Pone project in Ghana. Um, I think we've lost the, you know, in the in the period under review, 615 million rands um, due to a number of factors, some certainly outside our control, and those that are within our controls, obviously we have already taken uh, serious steps to address them uh, and have been addressed, including, you know, uh, you know, removal of certain leadership to you know, bring that project back uh, online and then appointing the right people uh, in that project going forward. Okay, great. Uh, I see that the real damage, though, was done a uh, real tough time with this, this EPC cluster. I presume that's Copenhagen uh, is included there. But you said uh, you saw a 35% decrease in revenue from that cluster. Was there anything else there that contributed to that? So, so, so yes, that uh, EPC cluster includes Pwn. Uh, Pwn currently sits under that. I think the, the, the market has, has, has dried up at that. In fact, we're only doing currently one project in South Africa, and then we're doing one project outside of South Africa, which is this Pwn. Both projects, uh, obviously, not uh, producing the goods, um, and with Pwn obviously being extremely uh, disappointing to us. Uh, 
Uh, okay, so and and then just to uh, just to kind of round out and contextualize, you also had a very tough time. In, well, not a very tough time, but uh, you said the construction segments traded lower than the prior comparable period. I know that the environment has been very weak. Has there been any signs that things will be improving uh, on the construction front? So, so uh, yeah, there are signs, but I think the main reason why it traded lower is also the initiatives that we have taken. We have decided not to chase uh, revenue anymore um, because it comes with uh, a lot of losses, you know, particularly in this current cutthroat market. So we have decided to close down quite a number of businesses in construction and we are only retaining our building uh, business and our housing business and then our uh, small portion of our civil engineering business, you know, which is just focusing on niche markets. So that uh, strategic move also uh, resulted in our uh, revenue declining drastically, which is obviously um, because of the market, but also because of our own decisions not to pursue it at the expense of everything else. So um, is there recovery? Yes, we're beginning to see um, uh, inquiries coming through. Um, so, you know, generally people are budgeting and, test- and testing the market to see what prices are coming out. So we're beginning to see that. So obviously this will go into the budget, and then hopefully next year, this time, these uh, projects will begin to come out. Okay, uh, you, you touched on the, the, the restructuring that's taking place. Is that uh, perhaps uh, just two questions there? Uh, you're going to have four operating units uh, moving forward. Just tell us what those are, and has the restructuring been completed? The restructure is complete. Yes, we have four operating units. The, the, the one is uh, construction, but what we've done in construction is divided into two, being the construction operating in South Africa, construction South Africa, and construction operating in the rest of Africa. Um, on the one that operates in South Africa, obviously, we're going to do our VRP process in that one. So in essence, we will be a minority shareholder in that business uh, in the not-too-distant future. And then the one that's operating outside of South Africa, obviously, we're retaining that. But it's also reduced in terms of what it does. We're only operating in the in the SMEIP business, which is structural, mechanical, electrical instrumentation and piping, which really is about you know building water treatment plants, etc., for the mining sector uh, in particular. It's a good a good good space to be from a, a competition perspective. And then on on, on the other three sectors uh, clusters. Uh, what we've called the DNI or development and investment, and then we've got operations and maintenance, and we've got TPS, which is the uh, 10 key project solutions. And the reason why we've done that is essentially we've taken the very best performing INC business uh, of the past and we split it into two, um, we, you know, which resulted in this DNI business and this OMM business. Um, and and, and the, the, the reason why we did that largely is. We said to ourselves, where are we good at? What are we good at? And where are we performing? Um, and just looking at our numbers over the years, it is clear we are performing on the INC business. But unfortunately, we are structured such that we are very much exposed to construction. 80% of our revenue comes from construction. Therefore, 80% of the people come from construction. 80% of the time is spent in construction. And yet, uh, our, our uh, profits were not coming from that space. So redoing it in this manner uh, shifts our focus from revenue to profits, 
Um, and now we, we've got management focused in the right uh, businesses and management pushing uh, the right businesses going forward. Okay, because I, just, to, and just to clarify this, so you said uh, you had a good result out of the manufacturing cluster that grew its revenue by 12%. Where does that sit now in terms of the four pillars? So the manufacturing business we are exiting. Okay. So a process okay. has already started. Yeah, we are, we are disposing of that. Okay, and that that was construction. That was uh, that was construction products, was it? No, no, no. Just manufacturing. It's um, Everite. I think you know Everite and a business called Group Pipes. Okay, great. So yeah. I, I guess the question now is just uh, the the outlook for the second half of the year. Uh, how do you see things panning out there? And, and uh, you know, uh, how confident are you can you can turn the the, the losses around? So I think construction, we're still going to struggle this year, although we've cleaned it up, uh, we've seen the losses coming down and so forth. Um, unfortunately, we were still carrying a high base, obviously, from which we've exited, given the restructure and the retrenchments that we've done. But um, the, the order book is not coming through, and so we're still, we're still going to struggle there. Um, on the INC business, uh, it's performing very well. Uh, it's meeting our expectations, and we see that we, we're still going to perform very well in that business. And so the, the same for, for manufacturing business, uh, which will obviously exit by the end of this calendar year, um, to the extent that processes that we are already started uh, conclude uh, according to our expectations. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Tim, and we hope that that second year, second half of the year pans out uh, much better for you. Thank you so much. That was Tim Masai, the CEO of Group 5. Right, you're back with the uh, midday show, and it's time to have a look at how the markets are uh, performing today. Uh, the All Share Index is marginally, ever so marginally weak at 56,146 points, uh, and its uh, industrials marginally in the green at the moment, with financials up half a percent. And then uh, on the in the resource complex, we've got gold mining down two and a half percent, and resources uh, down one percent. Behind NASPERS today, we've got. Uh, uh, it looks like uh, ShopRite, um, uh, ShopRite Retail, uh, followed by Standard Bank and Barclays Africa seem to be ABSA uh, as the most traded shares on the bourse. And then uh, by way of currency today, the rand has remained fairly steady at 12 rand 3 cents against the US dollar, uh, down over half a percent against the pound. It's almost down half a percent to 17 rand 2 cents and the euro 14 rand 83 around one-third of a percentage weaker there. Gold at $1,346 an ounce. Uh, Platinum marginally weaker today at $927 an ounce, while palladium up uh, one-fifth of a percent to $952 an ounce. uh, Joining me now is Devin Shute from the Robert Group uh, via telephone from Durban. Devin, how are you today? Warren, always good. Thank you, man. Nice to be here. Uh, I don't know if you caught that interview with uh, Temba Masai, the CEO of uh, Group 5, but uh, construction yeah. companies in general, <laughs> they, they are having a tough time, a uh, very tough time at the moment. You almost think uh, it's probably a good time to start getting involved because not only has the environment been so tough, but there's sorts of, there seems to be all sorts of uh, internal issues uh, and restructuring that was required at, uh, at Group 5. Are you interested? Are you a buyer? Yeah, look, I think, you know, Liz, uh, going through the results and listening to, to Temba, I'm quite disappointed. You know, it's not new news that the construction sector 
has been under pressure. And, and you know, I get the impression that, you know, the the business is a, a bit unprepared maybe for, you know, the length and, and depth of this. And, you know, they're now coming up with constructive ways to to address it. But, you know, we've, we've, we've been in a tough situation for a while. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I was a bit disappointed. It doesn't look like, particularly in the construction sector, in their cluster, that there, there's any positive outlook for now. Um, and, you know, I... I to see the group focusing even more on you know the, those those pillars that are doing well. The main thing um, they they look to be quite focused there, and the investment and concession is interesting. But as a group, yeah, they've got their challenges, Warren, and yeah, I'm I'm not convinced just yet. Okay, great. Uh, so, and that, you're talking uh, both uh, in respect of Group Five and the other construction companies. I, I think so. You know, I mean, it's a, you, you don't necessarily want to tie them all with the same brush. There, there are some um, global macroeconomic tailwinds that these companies can expect. Uh, global growth moving up, China stabilizing nicely. Uh, but, but I think what, what you're seeing is a really, really cutthroat environment. I, I think you're seeing the, the customers of these construction companies specifically putting very, very stringent um, requirements on it. I mean, the, the Capone uh, power station in Ghana is an absolute disaster for, for Group 5 and these results. Um, and, you know, you, you've also got a question, they're chasing the revenue when a lot of the deliver what they need to deliver those projects are out of their control. So, you know, if the Ghanaian government is changing legislation and equipment is being held up in the ports, if, if you've committed to a contract where you're going to be penalized 310,000 US dollars a day, um, well, you've got to be very sure you can deliver despite all of that. And I think that's the challenge they face. So, you know, focusing on more profitable projects where more is in their control, in, to my mind, is definitely the way they've got to go. But it's still going to be a tough old battle. They, they're having to tap shareholders later in the year for, for more money, you know, when shareholders have already been through a really rough ride with this company and many others particularly. So... Yeah, I, 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 I don't see a lot of positives, unfortunately, for, for the company and for the sector as a whole. Okay, uh, you would have been, to, I imagine, following the Marion Roberts uh, Aton transaction. Um, how, how are things progressing there? Yeah, look, so, I mean, I, I, I think Marys has, has stuck, to, stuck to their guns there. Um, you know, I've, I'm, not, I'm not too sure how this is going to play out, if we're going to get a higher offer coming from that then. Um, it does smack as a little bit opportunistic, you know, the fact that these construction stocks have been under pressure. But I suppose if you're looking to acquire a company in the sector, this is when you want to be doing it. So, you know, it's 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 one I'm following closely. And, yeah, I think there's still a way to go before that, that deal is done. Okay. Um, just uh, just turning our attention elsewhere, Carp Agri posting a voluntary trading update for the six months ending March 2018, saying that... Uh, uh, some of the drought has impacted their sales, um, but uh, they say that they've increased revenue for the six-month period to 31 March by 5.1% to 3.42 billion rand. Uh, is that uh, one of the companies that you own, Devon? We we don't own it, um, but you know, looking looking at that update there, you can you can understand how tough it must be with their exposure to to agriculture in the Western Cape. Unfortunately, I think we're still in a situation where those, those rainfalls um, and, and the potential forecast patterns are not clear just yet. So, yeah, we, we expect a lot of uncertainty and 
you know, caution with, with the share and the outlook for some time. Okay, and then just one other thing that was happening in the market today, uh, the uh, book build to sell the star shares uh, has been concluded by Steinhoff. Um, yes. What did you make of the, the, the price that was settled on there uh, to get those shares away? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, this this is expected. I was actually surprised that um, not more of their star holding was, was let go. I think, you know, they're saying it's still a, a strategic focus for them. I don't know if Steinhoff has the, the, the luxury of holding on to kind of these, these non-core assets. Um, yeah, I'm not, not, not too sure on the, the pricing itself, but I, I think you can expect more of it. I think Star would probably want to uh, put um, sufficient distance between themselves and the embattled Steinhoff. Um, we saw that share open up quite strongly in the open and now kind of settling up a bit. But, yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like the, the the bad news there does still continue to evolve. Um, and, yeah, we're, we are still concerned. Yeah, so just to, just to update uh, the audience there, uh, Steinhoff International Holdings announced this morning that uh, it had sold 200 million shares in Steinhoff Africa retail through a uh, through a book build there. Uh, the price came in at 18 rand 75 uh, raising total gross proceeds of 3.75 billion rand. That will obviously be shipped to uh, and used by uh, the holding company uh, listed in Frankfurt. And uh, they said that the book demand, uh, Devon, was multiple times oversubscribed. So it seems that investors are quite happy to take up uh, star shares despite its association uh, to Steinhoff International and that placing price uh, just a discount of 2.6%. Uh, I guess a bit positive if you, Devon, if you say that uh, it wasn't as big as you thought it was going to be. Um, yes, I mean, I, I think they, they still hold, I'm not sure of the, the, the exact proportions, but they still hold quite a large swing of, of star stuff. And, you know, to, to my mind, I'm just, just trying to understand why they wouldn't be um, looking to offload more of it. You know, they, they call it a strategic holding. Um, but, but, you know, cash flow is key for the Steinhoff group at the moment. Um, and, and I'm not sure why if the demand is there, it's significantly oversubscribed for the, the, the book building star, why they, why they wouldn't be using the opportunity to, to realize more cash there. Well, maybe maybe they don't need that much cash. Uh, I think is a de- there's a developing story we're looking at around how uh, group companies in Steinhoff International are being able to source debt uh, and liquidity uh, from, I guess, a different set of uh, debt providers. Uh, just to round yeah. that out, uh, Devin, uh, 6% of Star's issued capital was sold in that book build. So that takes uh, Steinhoff International from 76.8% in Star to 71%. So very much still a controlling stake for them, and I'm sure yeah. uh, they will be looking for more dividends out of that business. Um, but good, good chatting to you today, and uh, we'll be uh, touching base soon. Fantastic. Thanks, Warren. That was Devin Shute from the Robert Group. And remember that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Numerology studies tell us that numbers have symbolic meaning. Number eight stands for success, four is stability, and three represents advantage. 
These qualities, over and above trust, ethics and leadership, are embraced by CASA, the leading accounting, auditing and tax business designation underpinned by ethical standards, delivering responsible business leadership to take your business to number one. Because business is more than just numbers. CASA, leaders in business. That brings us to the end of the MoneyWeb at Midday show. It'll be uh, Nastasha standing in for me uh, tomorrow and I'll be returning on Monday. Uh, until then, cheers for now. 